Hi, this is Father Neil here and welcome to the May 4th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 1020 to 1022. Article 12, Life Everlasting. 1020, the Christian who unites his own death to that of Jesus, views it as a step towards him and an entrance into everlasting life. When the church, for the last time, speaks Christ's words of pardon and absolution over the dying Christian, seals him for the last time with a strengthening, anointing, and gives him Christ in viaticum as nourishment for the journey. She speaks with gentle assurance, Go forth, Christian soul, from this world. In the name of God, the Almighty Father who created you, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who suffered for you, in the name of the Holy Spirit, who was poured out upon you, go forth, faithful Christian. May you live in peace this day. May your home be with God in Zion, with Mary, the Virgin Mother of God, with Joseph and all the angels and saints. May you return to your Creator, who formed you from the dust of the earth. May Holy Mary, the angels and all the saints come to meet you as you go forth from this life. May you see your Redeemer face to face. 1. The Particular Judgment 1021. Death puts an end to human life as the time open to either accepting or rejecting the divine grace manifested in Christ. The New Testament speaks about judgment primarily in its aspect of the final encounter with Christ in his second coming, but also repeatedly affirms that each one will be rewarded immediately after death in accordance with his works and faith. The parable of the poor man Lazarus and the words of Christ on the cross to the good thief, as well as other New Testament texts, speak of a final destiny of the soul a destiny which can be different for some and for others. 10.22 Each man receives his, his eternal retribution in his immortal soul at the very moment of his death, in a particular judgment that refers his life to Christ, either entrance into the blessedness of heaven through a purification or immediately, or immediate and everlasting damnation. At the evening of life, we will be judged on our love. Very well. A very beautiful section of the Catechism. The section on death. That each one of us, in order to reach life everlasting, we have to go through the gate of death physical death that we cannot have the resurrection of the body as we saw yesterday unless we die first and death is uh, again part of our reality part of our reality yes perhaps uh, influenced by the fall of Adam and Eve but part of our reality that we have to face and one of the most important things we can do is die if we look at a person's life a huge part of this life is the way you die. 
This is why the moment of death is so important. This is why, as we saw yesterday in the Hail Mary prayer, we pray now and at the hour of our death. This hour of our death is very important. And always traditionally it has been to call a priest, if a priest is available, to come and to help the person die. As I say, as a priest, for me, it has been one of the most privileged moments I've had is to accompany people as they're dying. To be with people as they're dying. To pray with them as they're dying. To let them go. And this prayer, the go forth Christian soul from this world, this final commendation is, is beautiful. That we allow our dead to die. We don't hold on to them. We don't cling to them. Because we know in a sense that death is provisional. It's not final. That heaven exists and the resurrection exists. And now also the, um, the, the catechism is speaking about this particular judgment. That we're talking about the last things. The eschatology. But the particular judgment which happens straight after death. That when we die, our destiny is already shown for us. And I love that line, the last line we finished with. A la tarde te examinarán en el amor. This uh, line of St. John of the Cross. At the evening of life we shall be judged on our love. You will be judged, you will be examined in your love. Have we loved? This is what it's all about. It's not the amount of masses you've gone to, the amount of times you've received communion, the amount of money you give to the poor. Again, all these things are good. All these things are fantastic. But it's our, our intention, what was in our heart. You can, go to, you can go to Mass blaspheming God. You can give your money to the poor, cursing them. You know, Even St. Paul says you can hand your body over to be burnt, but without love, nothing. I'm just a gong booming, just a noise machine. And this is why we're invited to see the importance of this love. To live in love. To live loving, even if it's not understood. On a spiritual sense, maybe even at times it's better if it's not understood. But to love those around us. To love God. And also, yes, to love ourselves. But that this love is really what life is for. To learn how to love. And woe to that person that lives this life without loving. That only lives this life worried about human things. Worried about earthly things. Worried about taking life from others. Of just looking for enjoyment. Just looking for happiness and pleasure. No, life is about loving Yes, to be loved, but more than that, about loving others. And this is what we're invited to see. That this is what our life is about. This is the only quantifiable thing that decides our life. Have we loved? And again, with all of these things, if we see that we haven't loved enough, if we see that we're lacking this love, this should be our prayer. Lord, help me to love. Help me to love others. Help me to love you. Help me to take care of others. Help me to put others before me. Help me to put you first, Lord. This is what life is about. It's about this love. And if we succeed in love in this life, our future is guaranteed. So very well. So tomorrow 
we'll continue and tomorrow we'll have numbers 1023 to 1029. God bless.